You are listening to Crosstalk. A safe place to discuss addiction, recovery, harm reduction, and everything in between. Support for this podcast comes from the Kentucky Opioid Response Effort and Advocates of Recovery. Content and production by the team at Turning Point Recovery Community Center. Now, buckle up and get ready for the show. Welcome everyone to Crosstalk Recovery, the recovery podcast that supports all forms of recovery. I'm Matt Lewis, and I'm here with Michelle Fonda, Nathan Brockett, and Brandon Fitch. All right. Today is a very special day, you all. We are honored to have, yeah, that's why I wore a tie for those watching. Uh, we are honored to have Brandon Fitch on here. I'm sure that uh, he has some really eloquent title. I just call him the boss. Uh, <laughs> you know, you might have seen him before on such things as the Recovery Rally Frankfurt and... Uh, <laughs> Oh, what was the other one? Overdose Awareness Day. Awareness Day. Uh, You know, it's been a pleasure working for you. Not always at the beginning getting to know you, but (laughs) a pleasure working for you for sure. And now I consider you a dear friend. You know, we had, we bumped heads when I was coming through Centerpoint, obviously. But uh, we've been trying to get him on, and he's been ducking and dodging us for a while. So Slippery. we're glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're obviously. glad to have him on. <laughs> Everybody, welcome Brandon. Yay! <clears throat> so I, I hear you say that you've been trying to get me on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think last week was the first time I was asked. But it's hey, been I brought I, up before. I, I really realize and I recognize that it took that long to build up the courage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, when, when you first walked in this morning, too, I thought, is there a funeral? <laughs> Something's going on. Um, it's a big day. That's right. Does he have a job interview somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> I oh. wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, uh, I'm uh, the program director, program manager, you know, of uh, Turning Point Recovery Community Center. I keep tapping the table, too, so I apologize, but... Uh, uh, the, you know, they, they call it a program manager, but uh, when it comes to, you know, any kind of outside organization or the news or the media, we want to say program director because that's been told to me that nobody knows what a program manager is. So it's a yeah. lot easier to say. So, yeah. Okay. Right on. Well, I couldn't say either one. But, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like anonymity. <laughs> yeah. Anonymity. Exactly. So we just wanted to have you on since you've never been on and, uh, you know, kind of tell how you got to this position, you know, your pathway through recovery. And uh, and then we might talk about some of the things that we're the new stuff we're doing here yeah. at Turning Point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how long do we have? Uh, you know how I like to do it, 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> okay, so about an hour and 45 minutes is what I heard. Yeah. No, um, lived experience, that's that's how I got here, you know, and, and to, to really put uh, put my story into a short little box, um, you know, I, I, I say we all grew up the same, we didn't, um, but we, we probably all grew up for the longest time thinking that we were you know, in a normal situation or normal family until we started meeting other families and realizing that <laughs> yeah. we're not always that normal. Um, but, I, you know, I grew up in a small town here in, here in western Kentucky, and um, I did normal things. I, I played baseball. I was uh, in Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, Weeblows, um, if you guys know what that is. Oh, I do. I was a Wee Be Loyal Scouts. Yeah. Um, I was doing my – and I was an only child, too, so I was always doing my best to, you know, be – I guess the golden child. I didn't really have anybody to compete with, but I wanted to be the best child I could be. 
um, did all the right things, you know. Uh, eventually uh, uh, ended up being in a program called Explorers, which was uh, for law enforcement cadets. Um, that always didn't go over too well in high school, right. um, <laughs> as you can only imagine. Um, and I did really well in there, too. I got to know what law enforcement looked like. I, I wanted to be a police officer when I grew up and, and got out of high school. Um, and then, you know, as I got into high school, I started – uh, seeking ways to be friends with everybody because just like all of us always say in meetings and, and when we tell our story, we didn't feel like we fit in. Yeah, right. um, so I realized I could have parties. Um, and, and those parties would bring in a lot of people and, and so-called friends. Um, you know, and, and, and it made me feel better about who I was. And I also realized that uh, um, at that early age that by being a law enforcement explorer and having parties, they usually left me alone. So when there was noise complaints or, or, or when the cops were called, they would just say, oh, it's Brandon. We'll just we'll leave him alone and give, nice. him, give him a pass. That you know? is cool. <laughs> um, so at an early age, I'm learning that if you look good on the outside, all the other the all the other BS that you're doing can be overlooked if you're looking good in one side. So, um, I mean, that went on for such a long time. And I say most of it's a blur, but um, uh, every every year or so, I kind of get a summer back in my memory, mm. you know. And we always say, like, you know, in these, these meetings, hey, I'm an open book. I mean, there's missing chapters. Oh, of course. You know, there's yeah. definitely missing chapters. And, and I say I'm an open book, but there's some sealed sealed pages, too, that I don't always share with everybody. But, uh, you know, it's just normal, normal high school stuff. Um, uh, drank a lot, had a good time. Um, had some bad times, but, um, uh, you know, life just went on, uh, nine 11 happened around that time. That tells you guys how old I am, which we're, we're close there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that must've been, that must've been one of those missing chapters. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. clears throat> um, and, you know, and the world kind of got serious all of a sudden. Um, I, I had taken on a lot of, uh, responsibilities with my family's, uh, business, um, got the opportunity to open my own business and I took on a lot of stress. Um, stopped doing the police thing because I took over those, those responsibilities. But at an early age, I think looking back, I took on too many responsibilities. Um, disconnected from some of those friends that I was in high school with some of them that kind of went down a different path. Um, but I always thought myself to be, um, better, I guess, uh, better, better than other people. Um, you know, and that was a tough lesson to learn later on in life that I wasn't, um, you know, and, and, uh, when that stress kind of got to be overwhelming for me, um, running businesses at such a young age, and I don't say that to brag, you know, that's just part of my story. Um, I, I started seek, well, let me, let me go back. Uh, I got into a small um, accident um, doing something I had no business doing, which was a uh, little gymnastic stuff. Hmm. I had no experience doing anything gymnastic like that. Gymnastics. That's yeah, cool. I know. I know. You're picturing me in like a, a leotard. <laughs> yeah. um, American Gladiator. Yeah, maybe a onesie or something like that. No, no, no. It wasn't like that. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. No. <laughs> But, uh, uh, no, just with some friends, with some friends, they did gymnastics. They, they went to the gym out there and, and, uh, it was placed in, in, in nearby. And, um, I, I got really good at doing these, what's called a standing back tuck. And I say I got really good. I had like three good tries <laughs> and three successes. And I thought, you know, I can get off the pads and go onto the concrete and, and did that. And then I ended up, um, I guess giving up in the middle of it. <laughs> 
splat. Uh, splat, yeah. <laughs> so I had a neck injury, a bulge disc. Uh, went to the uh, doctor, and um, that's when they prescribed me some pain medication. Uh, it wasn't the strongest that I've ever taken, I can promise you that, but it was kind of what opened the door for me. Sure. Um, you know, I went there for the pain, got the medication, and um, something happened. You know, I told you about all that stress I was experiencing and just taking on too many responsibilities at a young age. Something happened. It killed the pain. They um, did that job, but it also did another job I didn't expect it to do is it kind of uh, reduced the stress and anxiety and it helped me work better. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You know, I didn't have any experience with, with um, addiction or anybody that, that had been in addiction. Um, but um, that little pill was magic to me. You know, yeah. it, it made all that stuff go away. Um, I was able to be a, a better, uh, better worker, better boss. Um, better person, more energized, all those things. So I had a problem and it became the solution to that problem. Yep. Um, but just like all of our stories, I'm sure we can all relate is, is, uh, I wanted more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And, and that little piece that I would take wasn't enough. So I would take another piece and then it became the whole pill and, and more and more and more, you know, and it's just, uh, it led me down a path that I thought I would never go down. I started seeking out the friends that uh, I disconnected from because I thought I was better than, mm-hmm. um, but they also had something I wanted, you know, um, and, uh, started doing things I never thought I would do. You know, I started stealing from people, taking from people, you know, I used to use those, those pills to work better. And then, uh, it turned out that I had to, uh, have those pills in order to even show up. Um, yeah. you know, that's a bad bad, miserable situation. Never thought I would use uh, uh, sharp instruments to get that uh, drug in my system. And before you know it, I was a pincushion, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It was just rough. It was rough. Happens fast, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) my story is very similar to that, you know, getting in a car accident, getting lower tanks for the first time, and it just a long, winding road after that, uh, down the path of addiction. But, you know, ultimately... You got it together. You know, you were able to pull yourself out. How many times have you been in treatment? I like that word, ultimately. It sounded like a nice little <laughs> gift wrapped. Ultimately, poof. Ta-da. Um, ultimately, in that phrase or statement, ultimately, there was a lot of stuff going on. Sure, but like I said, we've only got 20 minutes left, left. of that hour and a half. Are we counting uh, down now? Oh, yeah. man. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Wow, that's been a long time, hasn't it? Um, Ultimately, yeah. I mean, obviously things got worse. Um, You know, I had plenty of detectives knocking on my door telling me to come down and visit them. And, and, you know, I learned if they tell you to do that, it's a trick. Um, You're not going to come back usually. (laughs) They've already got enough information on you. You know, um, spent some time in jail, got out, um, got a slap on the wrist, um, and that wasn't enough to wake me up, you know. Ultimately, I got together after a couple years uh, sitting in jail. Um, you know, and, and I always say this, I, I went to the judge on sentencing day and been in rehab for like a week. And then I had to go to sentencing and they taught me one thing in there was to not be selfish when you pray. And I've never prayed in my life. Um, didn't believe in a higher power or anything like that. You know, I've got my own concept of spirituality today, but, um, you know, I, I got up there and I thought, well, you know, they said, be humble too. Don't be selfish. Be humble when you pray. And I said, judge, um, I'm not asking you to do um, what I want, which is probation. I'm just asking you to do what I, th- what you think is good for me. And in my mind, that was manipulation, but I was thinking I'm going to be sounding humble up here. And then he, you know, looks at me and he shakes his head and I'm like, all right, I am. I'm getting his Got attention. Got him. <laughs> and he said, I remind you to cuss the DOC. I'm like, God, 
<laughs> you know, um, yeah. after uh, after you know that was I had fourteen and a half years. You know, fourteen and a half years in, in, in a sentence. Some of it was two different cases. Um, uh, you know, and I ended up getting um, shocked out on part of it, and then the other part uh, I had to to serve my time, but um, uh, and make parole. But um, they made their point after six months. Um, they clearly made their point after six months, but, uh, I also had another year and a half after that to really think about my actions, you know? Uh, and I remember sitting in there thinking, man, if I, if I can get out of here, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. And I thought that for about a year and a half. And finally, one day I got the opportunity to go to center point in Paducah, which is a recovery center for men. You guys have talked about it a lot yeah. on here, you know, and, and by that time, my willingness was through the roof. I had been through oh, so much. I imagine. You know, <laughs> you've been there. You, yeah. You know. I've been uh, that guy that's been in jail, being like, just give me a chance and I'll get it right. And, yeah. yeah. And it just happens to work out somehow, I guess. <laughs> and I've said that so many times, though, you know, and I've gotten out on bond or bail. You know, I don't know how many times they've gotten me out on bail. My family has, you know, and I've, you know, screwed it up every time. But uh, this time was different because they had stopped answering my calls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my family did. Um, and then they started again after a long time. Um, you know, I was just done. I was done. I had, I had, um, I'd submitted, you know? Um, and, uh, when I got there, you know, they, they, they have you do these structured things like, you know, chores, um, waking up at a certain time, having a responsibility, you know, and, and I hear guys today complaining about having to, to take care of a cat out there, having to do some, <laughs> some maintenance. You know, I would have been willing to do every single yeah. one of those jobs, you know? I just took it serious. I definitely took it serious. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely? Here at Turning Point, we don't want you to ever be lonely either. That's why we're open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Always feel free to come hang with our friendly staff and don't forget your guinea pig. We're located at 415 Broadway Street, downtown Paducah. As a woman in recovery, I know how important having a fellowship of women has been for me. Come join us at the Women of Worth All Recovery Support Group here at Turning Point, 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky, every Friday night at 6 p.m., where we discuss our personal experiences in recovery. Hope to see you there. You know, I think it's cool you talk about how, uh, you know, they thought she was manipulating the judge or whatever and asked for what they thought you should have. And it's when we get those those little things, which I see now as an answered prayer. You know what I mean? Like those things that we think we get the we get the time, got to go sit down to jail for a while, or got to do six months of treatment. We, we look at it like, oh, it's this big roadblock. When's this ever going to end? And then you get through it, and you realize that that was probably the best thing that's ever happened to you. I mean, we hear, yeah. we hear that multiple, multiple times. exactly what you needed, you know, yeah. and that's what yeah. you asked for. We hear it multiple, multiple <laughs> times. Like, oh, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And, it's, you know, our perceptions changed through this. Like, we get to do that today. And, oh, you know, yeah. we learned something from it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's that when you hear about that, the complaining and, and the, oh, I have to do all this stuff, it's kind of funny because, you know, we walked that walk and said the same thing. And then here we are like, man, that was awesome. And we can look back on that like it was, you know, it was a gift really. You know, I love that kind. Of, I love that change in perception on stuff. You know, it's awesome. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So you came through there, and like us, you peer mentored. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and that's where we met, too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, well, I was no, staffed you by were, You were yeah. staffed yeah. by yeah. then. Peer mentored. How, long, how many times did you peer mentor? Uh, three and a half, I think. Almost there a year peer mentoring. Wow. You know, they told me when, when the door opens, you'll know it's yours, you know, and, and, and it did. Um, uh, Thelma, our, our, um, our vice president now, she was a side administrator over at uh, Centerpoint. She came to me and said, hey, we're about to open this new program. Uh, it's grant funded um, called Turning Point. And actually, they didn't have a name for it. They called it the Recovery Community Center at the time, which um, it was just starting. That was back in 2018 when they had the concept. Um, and she had asked me to apply, you know. Um, and I was honored. I mean, if Thelma ever asked you yeah. to do anything, you know, <laughs> you're, it's always an honor because, yeah. you know, she's, she's so revered as a human being, a yeah. kind, caring, compassionate human being. And if she sees something in you, wow. You know, Absolutely. she sees something in everybody, but if she sees something in you, wow. You know, um, that's right, Thelma. <laughs> um, she never saw nothing in me. <laughs> we did though, man. We, yeah, we, she does. She saw something she does. So it's kind of like this kind of. Goes yeah. through us through you. Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. We love Matt Lewis. But, uh, well, Michelle, you worked for Brandon uh, when he was <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I, forgot, <laughs> I forgot Michelle was here. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Uh, you were, you were, Michelle. You were directly yeah. employed by Brandon at Centerpoint, mm-hmm. weren't you? Yeah. And now you work from here at Turning Point. Yeah. Uh, which Brandon boss is better? We're the same. <laughs> We're recording this. Yeah. No, actually, I met Brandon when he was still working over at Turning Point on Kentucky Avenue. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so that's the long, yeah. long ago. Yeah. So before he was the SOS caseworker supervisor over at Center Point. Yeah. Oh, L- yeah. oh, Brandon Fitch, APSS. Yeah. Uh-huh. He said yeah. APS, yeah, yeah, not yeah. A. POS. So I got to know Brandon whenever, um, whenever I first moved back here to, to Paducah, and um, you know I really enjoyed going to those meetings. Um, which, it was really weird though because I really lo- looked up to him as a person, like being able, you know, he was chairing the meetings and he always had good stuff to say. I was like, man, he's just a real genuine guy. And I mean, you were. <laughs> and then Where it, was, it was going. Yeah. But it was really cool that he ended up being my boss over at Center Point. I was like, oh, well, that's cool, you know. And I did train him on how to be a caseworker. Thank you. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you trained Brandon at one point. Oh, yeah. We don't yeah. talk about that, do we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Matt's like, I'm going to pair him w- w- with you. And because um, it was during the, the COVID lockdown, yeah. and um, we were on a hiring freeze, and we were really short staffed. So he was working over at Turning Point, and then coming over to Center Point, okay. help, helping yeah. us out. So, so the student became the master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is what you're <laughs> she taught me well. You know, she told me what to do a lot. Yeah, um, she's, good at that. she's good. That, she's good at that. You know, looking looking back at those Turning Point days when I first met Michelle, like mm-hmm. it was. And I loved her then. Like she was such a strong, strong personality, and, and um, it was just me and and Shamika, who was my predecessor, um, there opening the, the the program up. And um, Shamika, sometimes she needed to take some time off and go home because we were working twelve hour days, you know, several days in a row, just to keep the thing going. Um, and and then we would, lo and behold, we'd end up with an all women's meeting. And then Shamika and I didn't really have a conversation about it, and Shamika would go home, and we both forget that it was an all women's meeting that night. So then I'd be, uh, you know, asking the ladies, "Are you okay with me sitting in this?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, that's okay." 
I'm telling you, the deer in the headlight looks that I experienced <laughs> for me. Right. Um, I thought I'd share a couple of them. When I first started here. It was, uh, it was wild. It's wild, I'm telling you. And they've always got great conversations, great, great meetings. Um, but, you, you know, you, 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 you walk lightly in those. Oh, um, you definitely walk lightly. And Michelle was always just a, a firecracker in those things. And she was well-voiced, well-voiced. That is a great compliment, well voiced. I like that. Yeah, you are well voiced. voiced. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. AKA, uh, what? Where'd I? We better not. No. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I was lost on that one. You're in the headlights. Yeah. No. So whenever you, so you did the SOS case worker supervisor thing. Of course, that's where me and Matt met you. Um, and uh, just gonna say, we we thought you were an uptight individual. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Like we was, Brandon's like, oh god, we, you know, walk, not, not, we better not get caught doing anything, like not having our masks down because we had the COVID thing going on. I was talking. I that. think that job kind of calls for you to be yeah, a little absolutely. more of a hard ass, but you know, <laughs> well, you I don't re- want, uh, you don't want when you're in the program. That's yeah. I remember asking like him, guy. being like, you know, because he's, he's, you know, it's his personality, not personality, just the his way he carries himself point. with us Thank now. You, Michelle. Thank you, but oh, it, you are just. Uh, <laughs> you feel me kicking yeah. on the table? No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, well, it, let's talk about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about the my first encounter. Yeah, that's that I really I, remember. That's what I was leading with, up to. With, uh, Brandon, they, so we frame. On, it's a beautiful sunny day. Beautiful sunny day, and we've just been quarantined. All right? <laughs> I was in the shower and get out, expecting to go smoke a cigarette, and they was. I was told I can't leave the room. All your free will was taken. So. Here it is. I'm trying to follow the rules by not smoking in my room. Uh, Thank you for that. Eight hours later, <laughs> is what it felt like. I don't yeah. know how long it was. I'm looking out my window, and uh, all the staff is standing in the staff smoke yard out there smoking, and they're taking out one room at a time from the other side of the building. I don't know. It, you'd have to be there. But I decided <laughs> to say something about them being lazy, and they should take out people from rooms from both sides of the complex at a time. And, uh, you know, Brandon didn't like my attitude. And <laughs> it wasn't necessarily it. the attitude. Yeah, it was the delivery. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, always the pizza. He started yelling at me. I was on the second yelling? floor. And yelling. then he comes Stunning. running. Yeah. Then he comes <laughs> running up the stairs into my room. I walked fastly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With a purpose. And, uh, yeah. Burst through the door. Open, burst open, through the door. He knocked it, on the door first. Opened it with a service. Screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> I mean, no. we're just yeah, I mean, we're just, this was my version. He's being oh, demonstrative. Yeah. Being demonstrative. But that was, uh, you know, I took a look at it. <laughs> Did he? He's, I mean, actually, what makes sense is like, you're being a smart ass. I know, because I'm a smart ass. Like, we can smell right, our own kind. Enough. I mean, right. Fair enough. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. And I was being, you know, so. That was our first encounter. And uh, Do I get a rebuttal? No. Yeah. I, mean, I thought you were rebuttaling as we went. Oh, no, no. It's okay. No, Walked no. through the door. <laughs> Gently entered, entered with purpose. Yeah. I mean, okay. From your perspective, then. So, you were a staff member during that time. Yeah, I was there that day. Oh, my One of the laziest of them. Oh, sorry. No, no, we don't have to go. We don't have to hash all that out. But, um, yeah, you know, meeting Matt, and we had already met him before, meeting Matt during that experience, um, that was a tense time for everybody because, I mean, most of our staff was out sick Mm -hmm. with COVID as well, so we were all overworked. 
Oh, as I'm well. selfish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we know, I buddy. Was. And we were we were just taking a break from delivering sodas and snacks and, and games to everybody's rooms um, during that I time. I got one puzzle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he only awesome. got one puzzle. Um, <laughs> you know, and to know where we are today um, yeah. from, what was that, two, three years ago? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half years yeah. ago. Close to that, yeah. You know, um, and I'm not saying I've grown a lot, but Matt has grown a lot yeah. since. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I would say that. You know, I think we've all grown quite a bit, and I we've grown to be, you know, a a, a, a family, a dysfunctional yeah. family at that, but a family which right. is what is, family is, isn't? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. This is a little more the dysfunctional ones that can admit it are the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. This is the fun family. You know, and and we've just all grown from that. That's that is cool. You know, and 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 I'm gonna say Matt is. Uh, this is going to be recorded. He's actually a top-notch human being today. Wow. Um, he is. He yeah. is uh, under that crusty exterior. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, some called a curmudgeon. It comes with age. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, you moisturize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is is a really caring human being. Some would call soft. Um, <laughs> no one awesome. would do that to my face. <laughs> <laughs> they do it in writing. Yeah. Um <laughs> But, you know, just to see where everybody has come so far, you know, that's what makes this worth yeah. um, worth doing. You know, I was told early on, working in recovery, you're not going to become a millionaire. You know, that's what I always want to do is become a millionaire or become wealthy, and that stuff doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, I get to fill my spiritual wallet. I get to fill my, my soul up on a daily basis um, by using all that crap from my past and right. seeing other people with a similar crap from their past and, and just become better, you know, and then we get to watch other people get better. I mean, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, that's awesome. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I love what we do around here, man. This podcast is a lot of fun. Our outreach, our events, yeah. uh, our meetings, our one-on-ones, everything has just been really fun. And talk about some of the new stuff we're doing. We're moving forward in a lot of areas, especially our outreach, yeah. which is really exciting. Do so you want to talk about that some? So we have a new tent. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which we should get sometime next year. No, one just day, yeah. one day. It's full graphics. You know, it's pretty cool. No, we're we're, we're you know to to and Nathan crunched the numbers in the past year. We have uh, expanded our reach to people by four hundred and forty six percent. Four hundred and forty seven point one seven percent. That's crazy. I mean, that is a lot. You know, we are reaching a lot of people. You know, but we are in a big region, too. Uh, we don't just serve um, uh, McCracken County, which is where Paducah is in Kentucky. We serve this entire western end of, of the state, and then that's our responsibility, you know. Um, so we're doing more and more to reach these um, more remote and rural areas. Um, Michelle has gone out to different uh, libraries and different uh, places um, in the surrounding counties, and I know we all have, mm-hmm. um, setting up tents and, and uh, handing out brochures and information, harm reduction, Narcan, fentanyl test strips. You know, we get an opportunity to, to have conversations with people, uh, break down some stigma. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, too. Um some of the other things that we've got going on um, moving forward, of course, we have events here. But uh, the quick response team, I know you wanted me to talk about that. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, I just think it's awesome. Oh, my God. Um, that's one of those, you know, everything we do is exciting. You know, all these little things that we get to do, uh, and they're big things to people, um, is, is exciting. But with the quick response team, getting the opportunity to um, travel uh, to um, 
uh, wherever the overdose survivor is. You know, we, we get to find out that there's been an overdose uh, survivor. Um, these different agencies, these law enforcement, EMS, let us know. And then we partner up with them to go visit either the family or, or the individual themselves within a very short window. Because that's the time you got to hit while the, uh, the iron's hot. Yeah. Um, putting Narcan in their hands, um, consoling the family and helping them get through a situation, and bridging the person to treatment. You know, that's that, and I take it personally too, you know, especially with some of these counties around. It's like this, this county next to us um, that Michelle and I are from. You know, that's, that's, that's our family over there. I mean, they're all our family, but uh, we take it personal. And we go over there and just, I mean, do everything we can to, to get the person to take the next step that works for them, whatever their path is, as long as they're making some, some better improvements. And we always hope it's treatment of mm-hmm. some sort. Um, but if it's just having support from us or um, uh, telling the family, hey, you're not alone. If you need to talk to us, let us know. I mean, that's some really cool stuff. And we've seen great success with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen great success. These young people that are using fentanyl, I mean, it, you know, we're no longer dealing with a, a population that is accidentally getting fentanyl. It still happens. They're still accidentally getting fentanyl mm-hmm. and pressed pills. But we're dealing with a generation of people that are actively seeking fentanyl. Their dealers saying, this is fentanyl. And they're going to say, I want it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's no longer an accident. And they're overdosing. You know, and, and getting these um, these people to um, um, harm reduction or Medicaid-assisted treatment or um, treatment itself, you know, and then seeing them later on post online, this is my first day of college or I got a new car. Yeah, man. I mean, I got, you can't see, I got yeah. sleeves on, but I get chills thinking about it. You know, they're changing their lives, and we've played a part in that. Yeah. There's no better reward than Absolutely. that. I agree. Use, Not at all. Use the word personal, personal. It's a personal thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, being, being like the first person these folks see and being that beacon. I was talking about that this morning during morning meditation, all of us being a beacon for people. And, you know, you never know what impact just being there. Yeah. And I, I know I know there's been times we haven't been able to reach the people, but they know we're there and they know yeah. we care and they know how to reach us. The seeds yeah. were planted. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I think, and I didn't know of things like that quick response team and all that stuff when I, back where I'm from. So Western Kentucky has made such a huge impact in people's lives. It, I, I think it's wild. You know, I, I, people that have this concept of, of of doom and gloom when it comes to having overdoses and stuff like that. Where we can be that just that little light switch. You know, yeah. it's pretty cool. I, I love it. I do. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. You want to know something? My biggest issue with meetings is despite their name, they're never about me. Here at Turning Point, all of our meetings are for you and about you. We have meetings at least three times a day, seven days a week. We are located at 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky. Call 270-444-3621 for more information. Every day, an average of 130 people die from an opioid overdose. Opioid overdose is the leading cause of death among adults 15 younger in the United States. Naloxbox helps save the lives of overdose victims, and there are now over 600 units installed nationwide, but we can do better. Each unit increases access to naloxone, it reduces the stigma that's often associated with opiate overdose, and it works to save lives one box at a time. We hate that there are so many places in this country that need Naloxbox units, but the truth of the matter is there are still so many more that need them. Although rescue should not be the only strategy used to address this epidemic, it remains a very important one. You have the chance to improve victim outcomes and the chance to reduce overdose deaths. Whether you're in the private or public sector, you can make a statement that you care. 
You can install in a Loxbox, and you can help us save lives. say the most elusive thing in early on recovery or for people who are, are even considering getting better in that sense is hope. Yeah. That is the most elusive thing because you, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hopeless. Yeah. Maybe we didn't want to die, but we didn't necessarily care what the result was as long as we can get through that next hour, yeah. you know, and we're all sitting there and we all talk to people every single day. Um, our faces are on Facebook, on our, on our Facebook page doing things and they're seeing us, um, and they know our story because we've shared it with them, you know, and, and that gives them hope, you know, um, if, if, uh, uh, an addict who use needles all the time, like myself can, can get better, you know, that gives hope to somebody else who's in the exact same boat, you know, and that's, that is invaluable. Yeah. That is priceless yeah, for sure. Good stuff, man. It really is. Absolutely. And then, like, people know that they can reach out to us, you know. You know how how many friends I've had is like, hey, you know, I got a friend here who's using, and do you think that you can help get them in the treatment? You know, Mm -hmm. just knowing that, you know, that that they can turn to us. And we've got got facilities, you know, that we work with personally, like, almost on a a daily basis. We can just bridge them to treatment almost instantly. The, the idea of an RCC is to be a hub. Yeah. You know, we're not necessarily in the pocket of one particular group of people or things. We're, we're here to find the best path for, for that person. Yeah. You know, for and, the people. For the people. You know, and, and you mentioned Western Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. You know, right. Kentucky is, I mean, we, I talk to people. I have family in Idaho, um, and they're just always saying, you know, we need something like that here. You mean you guys get to, to uh, offer people treatment at no cost? Six month, nine month, you know, yeah. There, I mean, that exists here. Kentucky is on board with recovery. We are blessed yeah. mm-hmm. to have that. You look at different states, and and they don't get those opportunities. No. You know, they don't. Can, the state of Kentucky, the government is on board with it. I mean, they they're the ones that fund us. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they're helping us get, um, you know, reach people and 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 help them and get them into a better lifestyle. I mean, that's phenomenal, right there. Oh yeah, we are blessed yeah. to have that. Absolutely. So on a less serious note, how does it feel from the time that you, I just, I got to ask this, eat me up. I know it's just a <clears throat> So from the time that you were hired as a adult peer support specialist for Turning Point, how does it feel to be the program director coming from that? It ain't been that long ago since you were just, what, just what 2018 you said? Mm-hmm. So what, four or five years? Mm-hmm. And, and you went from, from there, there to now. How does that feel? Hmm. That's a good good question. Yeah. Um, some days I wonder, have they lost their mind? <laughs> um, Man wonders that too. If he, you know, you know they, first off, we work we work for Fort Rivers, right? You know, um, this is a company you know that that gives people chances. Um, you know, I've heard it before. You know, uh, anytime you're ever ungrateful while you're working here, you just gotta kind of remind yourself. You know, you're lucky they let you in the parking lot with all your charges. <laughs> you know, that's that's um, they give us opportunities. You know, they look beyond the criminal record and say, you know, what is this person uh, capable of doing? What is this person? Um, uh, doing in their life uh, to help other people, you know, they give us opportunities. It's it's crazy to look back 
you know, uh, that long ago and realize, you know, I was, I go to visit Centerpoint all the time. I got sponsees there and I'm like, yep, I remember that. And I cannot believe how far I've come. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back, but I look back at the person I was and I'm like, who was that? Man. You know, what recovery can do for somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, they, I mean, they, they trust me today. Again, they're, they're either crazy or I'm doing something <laughs> right, you know? Um, and I appreciate that. And I, and we always talk about, um, paying our debt to society. You know, um, we, some of us have gone to jail. Some of us kind of slid through the cracks and got a diversion and completed the diversion, which is amazing. Yeah, that rarely happens, <laughs> you know, um, but we, we all have a debt to society to pay, right? You know, and, and a lot of us spend our time in jail or probation or parole and pay that debt. But I think, you know, we're all sitting here today. We're all living our lives as though that debt has never been paid, you know. And I think that, that if I continue to do that moving forward, if I continue to live my life as though that's something I'm never going to pay off, it's not a, it's not a you know, it's, I'm not ticking away at a, at a total. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be successful. You know, I'm going to be a success in, in life, not money, successful in life. Um, I'm going to be happy when I lay my head down. I'm going to be um, content when I wake up. You know, I'm going to have a fulfilled day. You know, that's that's a good feeling. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it's about for me today is having that peace that I never had before. You know, coming to bed, going to be able to lay my head yes. down and go to sleep for one without <laughs> using anything, which yeah. is, I didn't do for a long, long time. And then just to have a good night's sleep and wake up and like, today I'm going to help somebody. Like, that's my goal. And I have peace in that. And that's amazing. Yeah, man. You went to sleep while you were out there in the madness? <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I didn't. I mean, I, I passed out on occasion yeah. well, uh, out of exhaustion, but I, that was about I it. I didn't go to sleep without using a substance. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, but. Yeah, usually when I used a substance, I woke up, you know. But, <laughs> well, you sleep. know, everybody does different drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true. Many true. Pathways. true. Many pathways. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's some, it's some good stuff, you know. It's it's um, it's amazing. It's amazing who we get to reach um, today, you know, and and um, how we get to watch people grow, and it helps us grow. I think, oh, yeah. you yes. know, it helps us grow. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure I can speak for everyone. I love working here. I think you, I think you're a great boss, of course. You know, I, th- I thank you. That's contrary to everything Matt has well, said in every podcast, I believe. <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt will be on the side note on that one. I think He's, he agrees with me, though. You're, 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 a, you're an awesome guy, not just as a boss, but you're, as, as an individual. I, 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 you you renewed my when, – when everything was – when I first started working here, it was a little a little lacking, I'll say. Not, you know, not, not saying anything bad, but we just didn't really have that direction, you know. And I remember saying, you know, I think I believe Brian is going to breathe new life into the program, and I certainly, from that time that I said that to now, you know, and you even said the number, so yeah. it's it's been so. I, I, all of us, we enjoy doing what we do here. Yeah, you know, so. But I mean, no no amount of direction even matters if we don't have a phenomenal team. You right. know, um, it it doesn't. It doesn't, and I'm saying we got that dysfunctional family, but that, that dysfunctional family is what makes it yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, and I like how one of your mottos is, you know, 50 percent product productivity, 50 percent fun. You know, as long yeah. as something's getting done, and that just keeps the vibe chill. You know, oh, I mean, yeah, we're yeah. all here to try and help people and uh, stay sober and uh, improve ourselves. Yeah. So, uh, it's a great work environment. Oh yeah, and I love our team, and I know that it's like shifted a few times, but ultimately we have a good team, and we are helping people. You know, I say all the time that I'm going to try and help someone today, and that's what my goal is. But I really feel like I am actually helping people today, oh, not yeah. just trying, you know. So that's a good feeling. 
You, you know, people come in all the time, and, and they're asking for Michelle. They're asking for Matt. They're asking for Nathan. They're asking for Amanda, Logan, uh, Evan. You know, when you guys have made those personal connections with somebody, you're helping somebody. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they see you on a daily basis still sober, um, you know, with, with a smile on your face, Matt's actually had a smile on his face a lot lately, too. That's awesome. <laughs> um, you know, when, when they come in and see that, that's helping somebody. I mean, that's that hope that they need. That's cool right there, yeah. you know. Um, and, and I've always said, you know, uh, people are going to look up to you. When you're in sobriety long enough, people are going to look up to you whether you like it or not. Yeah. You know, you're going to be an example for recovery whether you like it or not. Yeah. And, and just like they always say, you're going to carry the message one way or the other whether you like it or not. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to be on the positive side of that yeah, today, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was carrying a bad message for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why do the same things keep happening? Because you keep doing the same things, you know? Like oh, the definition yeah. of insanity. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely a victim of circumstance for, sure, <laughs> yeah. for a long time. Bad things always happen to me. Well, wh- uh, where do you keep going? Yeah. <laughs> like. The same places? Yeah. I don't know why that happened. Well, did you walk into the trap house? I did. (laughs) Why do people keep stealing my stuff? Oh, well, maybe it's because of the the company I keep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It takes being able to take a look at that and seeing your part in it, you know? But uh, I think this was a good podcast. And Brandon, I really am glad that you came on finally. You know, maybe we'll have you back on again one day. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Put in a request for it. We'll get it to him. But, uh, and both Michelle and Nathan, thanks for sitting in with us, too. Thanks for having us. Um, Watch us on YouTube and check out our audio versions on Apple Bean uh, or Apple Google, Spotify, and Podbean. One of these days, I'm going to get that like smooth. And and since Sam is no longer here, there's a camera over here somewhere, but don't forget to like and subscribe. Share it if you can. You know, we're we're trying to carry that message. So awesome. Okay. Well, stay grateful. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction or in recovery and needs guidance, speak with Turning Point's team of peer support specialists by calling 270-444-3621. You are not alone, and we are proof that recovery is possible.